It is the 21st century. There are too many video games. But out there, it's waiting. The best video game you've never played. Hello and welcome to The Best Video Game You've Never Played, the podcast where I, stand-up and improv comedian Lewis Dunn, take on the suggestions of my guest for what they think is the best video game that I have never played. I then play it for a week and then sit down and have a conversation with them to say whether or not, yes, you have found a hidden gem amongst this pile of rubble and crap, or whether or not, no, all you have presented me with is a waste of my time. I am deleting your number from my phone, and we are never speaking again. This week's guest is Joby McGeehan, a fantastic stand-up comedian who I very much admire and whose comedy I think is absolutely fantastic and hilarious, and he has brought on one of the most culty and interesting games I think we've had on this podcast. This is a game that I have been so aware of as a cult classic for such a long time and I'm really excited to talk to both you and Joby what it was like to finally sit down and play this game. So without further ado here is my talk with Joby McGeehan. Hello, Joby. How are you? I'm very good, Lewis Dunn. How are you doing? You all right? I am very well. I have had a fascinating time this time, Joby, because I've been playing the game you've brought along for this podcast. And it has to be said, I, I'm i really glad you've brought along this game. Because <laughs> as far as, as long as I've been playing video games and been aware of like video game culture, no video game has had the status of cult video game stronger than this title, I think. I think when I think cult video game, I think of this game. So why don't you tell our listeners, what game is it that you brought along? The game that I've brought along, Lewis, is a game called Jet Set Radio. I believe it's originally called Jet Grind Radio, uh, but I've always known it as, as Jet Set Radio. Uh, it is a game where you graffiti things. Uh, you are It's sort of quite an anti-establishment game. It's very colourful. It's very bright. It's sort of set in a, in a fake Tokyo uh, called Tokyoto. It's very exciting, very culty, very 90s uh, game. Yeah, I think this video game... Before we go any further, I should say, uh, graffiti is art, but graffiti (laughs) is also vandalism and a crime, which is something that Jet Set Radio says every time you boot it up to you. It has a full screen. (laughs) There's a little fact about that. Do you want to hear a Jet Set Radio fact about that? Go on, what's the Jet Set Radio fact? So, um, the 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 people at Sega, um, in sort of in the run-up to bringing out the game, uh, set up an event in Santa Monica, I believe, uh, called Graffiti is Art, where they had uh, graffiti artists doing things, like a big sort of convention, a big graffiti convention. Uh, and the uh, the mayor uh, of San Mo- Santa Monica tried to get it stopped, trying uh, try to stop it in its tracks, but it turns out that they did it all very legally and they got away with it. Um, and the, the event was called <laughs> Graffiti is Art. That's really good. I mean, this is the thing. Jet Set Radio as a like as a as a sort of artifact of like of its era this is yeah. a game that was released in the two year, 2000 for dreamcast yeah 
and it feels like I went to the Wikipedia page to do a bit of research to make sure I got like the dates of release and stuff correct. And it says one of its main influences is the film Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah, that's an influence. There's another main influence as well they had, which is Parappa the Rapper, uh, which you can yes. sort of see as well, especially in the in the graffiti uh, element of the game. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if you if you mix Fight Club and Parappa the Rapper, you do get something close to Jet Set Radio. So I think they're they're bang on. And this is the thing, Jet Set Radio is a game. So just to just to before we even get into the the larger stuff about Jet Set Radio, like in terms of like how how it comes out critically, Jet Set Radio as a game is kind of a mix of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, yeah, and those bits in Sonic the Hedgehog where you grind on a rail. Yeah, the the soap shoes. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah, and I love both of those games as well. And both those games have fantastic soundtracks, and so does Jet Set Radio. Yes. I mean, again, I wanna I'll get around to the soundtrack of Jet Set Radio in a bit. But the <laughs> thing is, this this game is like surprisingly basic. Like the the controls consist of there's a button to like accelerate, yeah. there's a button to do graffiti, which is also sent to the camera, which is a terrible oh, design decision. Yeah, <laughs> um and uh, and then you just you just move and jump. There's a jump button. Yeah, which I believe is the same as, as Sonic Adventure Two. Is you, you jump onto the rail and you automatically grind. Uh, yeah, which I think which I think is good. It's good for for doing combos and on things like that. I think there's there's some parts of Jet Set Radio where you can get into a groove of jumping from one rail to another and you start to enjoy it. Uh, and it's and it's fun and you, and you feel like it's flowing naturally and then there'll be other points where there's I mean for a rollerblading game they have added a lot of stairs uh, which is the nat- have, yeah. the natural enemy of the rollerblader uh, is, is stairs and there's a, there's a lot of them in that game where there, there doesn't <laughs> need to be well the thing is the stairs are like a punishment for not getting in the flow if you get yeah. into the flow with this game it's very momentum based like if you yeah, want to yeah. grind up a rail you need to have the momentum to get up the rail oh, absolutely, you can't yeah. just jump on and hope that you'll you'll scoot along and grinding along a rail makes you go faster temporarily but <laughs> yeah. over time you will slow down so this is a game that's like you have to keep moving and you have to keep the rhythm going yeah. and I, I i respect it from the perspective of that's more satisfying as you say when you're in the groove you jump from rail to rail you're like oh, i'm really good at this mm-hmm. it's just that when you fail it's not just it's not just that the game's like oh you know you failed here's how you get up again the game will be like no <laughs> climb the stairs you're going to spend 30 seconds climbing <laughs> stairs because you got this wrong. <laughs> and, and in Rollerblades as well, there's that little sound, a little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's just, tragic. It, and and the, the game is full of moments of, of like trial and repetition where you want, you've got to get something right. Mm. And the fail state... You do have a health bar. Yeah. Which is already a warning sign that you are playing a game where you are roller skating and you have a health bar. <laughs> that is that is something Tony Hawks chose to admit. You can't <laughs> kill your skater, but you can die in Jet Set Radio. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you fall from a great height, you can lose health, and eventually yeah. the game will be like you 
you uh, basically you died. <laughs> you killed your, you killed the teenager you were playing as. <laughs> and this, this, um, is, this is before we get onto. I mean, I don't know how how fast you want to get get through this, but this no, bef- I know what you want to bring up, and I want to bring it up because it's one of my favourite parts of this game. <laughs> this is the uh, the officer. Uh, I believe I forget. Is it Onoshima? Onoshima or something like that? I think it's Onoshima. I'm going to look it up while you talk about it. Yeah. So the, uh, the your your main antagonist for the start of the game is a gentleman who goes by the name of o- Officer Onoshima. I'm going to say. I'm guessing. Yeah, Onoshima's uh, correct. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Okay. Uh, and he sort he sort of looks like a, a main character. He sort of looks. He's got like a like you could see in, in a sort of like film noir sort of thing. He's got he's got the tan trench coat on and he's got a five o'clock shadow. You could see the bags under his eyes like he's had a, a rest night's sleep. And he is the one that he's trying to capture these, let's face it, children skateboarding yeah. and graffitiing. These nuisance children, these antisocial children. And what he does is he tries to shoot them with a magnum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. He's a, te- he's a terrible shot, uh, which is, which is he good. Is. <laughs> Unfortunately, his bullets don't seem to do any long-term damage unless the health bar is depleted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, what he's firing at the kids. But that, but it's, that it's... yeah, <laughs> that is his main way to stop these people painting buildings. Um, <laughs> and then at one point, when he, he fails to do that, he orders three attack helicopters uh, yes. <laughs> to do that for you. Uh, and a tank can turn up at one point a bunch yeah. of tanks turned up and you can defeat them with graffiti which is very lucky yeah that's right um, like yeah the i re- one of the things i really like this game's style is really charming like not just the cell shader graphics which by the way this game came out 21 years ago and yeah. i'm playing the the steam hd remaster which as far as i can tell is just an uprez they didn't like they didn't redo anything uh-huh. and it looks it still looks pretty great. It's amazing. If you think it's, it, I mean, it, it came out. It came out in two thousand, but it was made in nineteen ninety nine. It was made in the same year as Driver and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Crash Bash. And if you look at the the graphics alongside yeah. it, it's amazing. Uh, but that's the same with these lists. Like if you like the um, Legend of Zelda, uh, Wind Waker still mm. holds up as well. Uh, it's it's I think it hides a lot of flaws just the cell shading because it's it's basically lots of geometric shapes and and colourful uh, things and yeah. So I, I think it looks yeah. beautiful still to this day. It sort of defies the when you normally when you HD these games, what you end up is getting a lot of detail and a lot of very flat, bad looking textures. Yeah, yeah. And because ultimately cell shading is like there is no texture; it's just a solid block colour. So you can up-res it as much as you want. It doesn't matter. It's still an orange, like, say it's the orange side of a building. It, yeah, it's yeah. the same regardless. And it was kind of genius because it just means that basically you've got the lighting is pretty good. The only thing that lets you down are, like, character faces. Sometimes the character faces look like they were drawn in MS Paint. Yeah, that is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially when they're talking. So you've got the, the the DJ, Professor K, when he's talking, sometimes sometimes his face will go past... It. Sometimes his mouth will go past <laughs> his, his face. Not in a cartoony way, but in, a, you know, things go, went bad trying to make Shrek sort of way when you look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that description. Things going bad when making Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Just so, somewhere in DreamWorks, they're just going, "Oh no, we've done a we've done a Professor K on him. <laughs> Need to put his jaw back in." Uh, who's my favorite um, character of the game, by the way? DJ Professor K. Yes, DJ Professor K. We should say he's the essentially the narrator of the story. So between missions, he'll let you know what's been going on in the city of Tokyoto. Yeah. And he's kind of got a um. 
I don't really know how to describe him. He's sort of like he's the de- he's the voice of a a pirate DJ radio station. Yeah, yeah, a very um, a very niche radio station, which is centered around about four or five gangs of three people. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah, it would be a it, w- it would be a group chat these days. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it's like it, he he narrates it, and he gives he gives the like he sort of builds into this game. This game is really of its era, cool. Yeah, absolutely. and it's like. It's kind of like it, it's very easy to mock it now and say like it's, it feels very outdated now. It feels very lame. The idea of a pirate radio station mm-hmm. with gangs of inline skaters. Like the main <laughs> the main thing about this game is everyone's around on inline skates, and it's like the biggest problem Tokyo Toe is facing is a gang of children on roller skates, <laughs> and they've got their own pirate station. How dare they? They're undermining and destroying civilization for us. Um, so it's like it's very easy to mock that and say, oh, you know. Ha ha ha! Look at how uncool it is now. But I think for its time, it probably was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it's supposed to be centered around uh, the nineties scene in in Tokyo and uh, the hip hop groups that were coming through and and things like that. And it was all that sort of bright colors, uh, bulky graffiti, uh, and those sort of things. It's similar to to New York and stuff like that. And I think it captures mm. it very well. Yeah. No. Some of the level designs are actually uh, well. Some of the level designs look really good. Yeah. Um, I think they really, as you say, they capture that that cityscape well, and they do a good job of like, it's it's not just that the game is cel shaded, and so that means it looks good. It's also like the art style is good. The yeah. like character designs, while they look janky because it's an old game, they fit into this world, and this world is hyper colorful and hyperized. And like the difference between the player character and the people you can knock over while inline skating, <laughs> like. The contrast looks good. It's not like in Sonic Adventure when you got Sonic stood next to an actual human being, and you're like, "That doesn't work. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense." <laughs> but it kind of feels, it kind of feels like Jet Set Radio is to like the early 2000s what Sonic was to the early 90s. It's like Jet Set Radio is very, very cool for the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely, and just like just like a Sonic Adventure was, and I mean, so- soap <laughs> soap skating never really caught on, did it? Unfortunately, no, it didn't. <laughs> but this is the thing. I think now I've really got to. I've got to now basically tell you, Joby, that Jet Set Radio, as a like, I respect it as what it was for its time. I think it still looks good. I think they made lots of good decisions about the style of the game. Uh-huh. Is not a great game. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the- game part of this game is really like right the 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 worst thing about this game i think is that it's very nearly great but because it isn't quite great instead it's just very disappointing constantly so the start of this video game is a tutorial that is one of the worst tutorials i've ever played in any video game because what you have to do is watch someone do some really basic movement, like skate from one side of a room to another. You have to watch this full video, and then you have to repeat what they did. Yeah. And then the game goes, good. Now, watch them grind on three things. Now you must grind on three things. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how long will this last? This lasts about 15 minutes of you like doing incredibly basic movement controls, watching a full tutorial, repeating what's done. And if you slightly deviate, the game goes, no, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it, it wasn't a good start. 
And I went, oh no, but it's a tutorial. And we can all forgive a tutorial. We can all be like, look, tutorials are crap. No one's ever really made a properly good one. No, no. You then play the first level and everything you learned in the tutorial was more or less useless. (laughs) (laughs) Because what you then learn is that, no, this is a game about being in a sort of open world space. One One of the first open world games as well. Can I say? No, come on. No, yeah. no, no. Mario 64's beaten this game by a long shot oh, at this point. <laughs> no, it has. It has. Like, there are okay. open world video games before Jet Set Radio. Tony Hawk's comes out before Jet Set Radio, and that is basically the same level design. Mm, mm, I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I'd say, so you've got Mario 64, you've got Driver, you've got... Yeah, but this is the first one that's opening. It actually opens up cities and places, and sometimes the places blend into each other, uh, each uh, other places. So you're like... describing a level. <laughs> that's just a level, Jovi. There are <laughs> levels in this game, and they're good levels. <laughs> they are good, yeah. Um, although there is, well. I, I don't know if you were caught with the, the thing where I've never had it in a game before, where I, where I think, ooh, I'll go down here, and then I just a- end up in the garage. <laughs> like I end up, yes, end, yeah. end up back in the menu screen. I go, oh right, okay, I didn't. I have to start again. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jet Set Radio doesn't have invisible walls. Jet Set Radio has just like, fine, if you won't stay in the parameters of the level, no level for you. Um, so it's, yeah. So then you find out this game is kind of an open worldish game. And like, the there's you, the way you were describing it earlier, there's like a smoothness you can get in terms of like, you grind along a rail and you hit the thing and you get the momentum. That's really rare that that happens in Jet Set Radio because most of the time you spend this game going... Where's that wall I need to spray paint? There's a wall I need to spray paint, and I don't know where it is. And the map's vaguely indicated it's here, but also it doesn't have any depth. So I don't know if it's at, like I need to go up or down, and I don't know if it's hidden in this area. Yeah. And the whole time the police are trying to shoot me, and there's yeah. no good way to get rid of them. <laughs> sort of like walking walking around Edinburgh, isn't it? Where you, you <laughs> where you think, oh, oh, I'm here, and then you realise that it's actually above you somewhere. Uh, yes, it's, it's, yeah. it's very much the the, the map uh, level there. Uh, no, I think I think you're completely wrong. I think it's actually the, the greatest <laughs> game. <laughs> I think it's actually the greatest game ever made. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, so, so the gameplay is clunky, but the gameplay of Tomb Raider is clunky. You know, you've got to earn it. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, it's not Guitar Hero, one of these things where they where they, where they want to please the plebs. It makes you earn it, you know. <laughs> Heaven forfend the player has a good time. You're absolutely right. That's not, <laughs> that's not what Jet Set Radio is about. Jet Set Radio is not about... Because this is the thing, it's so very nearly the game you described. When things are going well in Jet Set Radio, it feels like someone made a Tony Hawk's game, but where the focus wasn't on getting tricks, it was on like exploring an environment, spraying it in spray paint, getting away from the cops. That game sounds amazing. Yeah. Jet Set Radio is largely bumping into walls, falling over things, grinding up a rail with not enough momentum, falling back down, running out of paint cans, <laughs> getting shot by the police because there's no real way to evade the police. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna call operator error here, Lewis. Uh, I think in in terms of that, I think I think you can go online and see people completing the whole game in like half an hour, and they, which I'm not saying is is a good thing about a game, no. uh, but uh, but you know that you can see people beat any game in under an hour. It's possible to beat any video game in under an hour. There are ridiculous ways to get through it. But this is the thing. I'm not saying I'm saying if I spent all my time getting really really good at Jet Set Radio and mastering it, yes. I don't think. 
that's because the game has great mechanics. <laughs> I think that's because I've learned how to work around its really janky, broken mechanics. <laughs> I think I think you're looking at the wrong things in Jet Set Radio. Uh, I think ga- the gameplay shouldn't really be about. Sorry, the game shouldn't really be about <laughs> the gameplay. I think it's it's how a game makes you feel. Okay, and so this mm. this game came out in the year two thousand, but I think I got it when I was about thirteen years old, when everybody was t- tagging their exercise books uh, at school. Uh, the music on the soundtrack's absolutely amazing. It's got Jurassic Five songs on there. It's it's it's, it's probably the best soundtrack. It definitely. So if it's not the best game in the world, it definitely has the best soundtrack of any game in the world. Uh, all of the characters, if they're if they're not currently roller skating, they are dancing at every, at every point in the game. <laughs> if you're not moving, you are dancing, uh, it's, uh, which is absolutely beautiful. It's completely anti-establishment. It starts off as you, you're, you're a, a rebellious kid against the police. That's absolutely amazing. You've got this pirate radio station where this guy is hijacking airwaves and terrorizing you with tunes, and it's brilliant. Um, so all of that equals a good game the fact that it's a little bit (laughs) it's a little bit clunky in parts there's some there's some parts of the game that i've never seen um because (laughs) if you go through an alley or a corridor or something like that you can't the camera does not follow you until you get out (laughs) until you get out of there well look look we sort of addressed it earlier but one of the big problems with this game is that there the there's only three buttons being used and Mm -hmm. one of them is both do the graffiti and recenter the camera. Yeah. And that would normally be fine. In the levels where you're graffitiing walls, that's <laughs> fine. But Jet Set Radio has three types of mission. The first one is, for some reason, more tutorials of the <laughs> same type as the one that starts the game. And I'm like, why have you... Rep-? Not only do I now know how to play the game, I know that I hate this. I know <laughs> that I hate this game where I watch you and then I copy you. Um, so you get a few more of those, and those help you unlock it's new horse, characters. It's horse. It's horse. That's why it is. It's horse. It's the same. No, because in horse you have to do better than the previous player, not the same. <laughs> the exact same. The exact same. <laughs> and if even if you go out of the lines of the road for a second, you go on your knees and cry. <laughs> yeah, you lose immediately. Um, the second type of those open world graffiti, the wall missions, which are the best part of the game, I think. Those uh-huh. those missions are like this is what I think Jet Set Radio should be. And like, if you timed up some of the mechanics and maybe added like, uh, made it so like wall riding was easier to do, and just made it a bit more like Tony Hawk's kind of has very similar mechanics, and Tony mm-hmm. Hawk's mechanics are like ten times better than Jet Set Radio in terms of achieving the same thing. Like, there's a half pipe in one of the levels in Jet Set Radio, and at oh, no point yeah. did I successfully go up and down the half pipe. No, no, because it would just kill the momentum if I like slightly got the angle wrong or something yeah you've got, um, that's sometimes things where, you, where you, you shuffle to the very edge of, of the half pipe and just, <laughs> just so you can like and it takes about maybe five minutes to actually shuffle to a point where yeah there's a lot of shuffling about but then <laughs> you know you'll have that moment i had it i remember it 2004 the summer of 2004 <laughs> i did that half pipe uh, and it was fantastic it was beautiful so you know but this is the thing like it's again it, it's so close to being that game it's so close to being this really fun cool rebellious hyper kinetic game and it just falls down but this is the thing the third the third type of mission joby is probably the reason that i'm coming into this a bit more negative than i should be 
because I literally just beat one of these levels and I hate them. Which is where you come across a rival gang and the game goes, you need to tag members of the rival gang. So you need to skate alongside them and spray them with graffiti 10 times each. So there's 30 times you need to spray paint them. And there is no discernible way to figure out exactly what the game wants you to do in order to be able to spray paint them. Because if you catch up to them, that's not enough. If you're slightly behind them, that's not enough. If you run into them, you take damage. Yeah. And like the only ways I ever managed to beat these missions was it was like it, the game would like freak out and suddenly it would be like I could spray paint them 10 times because the game was messing up, not because I'd figured out what on earth the game wanted me to do. Yeah, there's this, there's also an element of that. I don't know why I'm taking sides your side, but there's also an element <laughs> of that. <laughs> where so let's just say that this is real and these are the actual gang members and this is how they fight each other right there's a bit where if they manage to get some space away from you they will slow down and wait for you to follow them. <laughs> they will <laughs> they will they and will. look bless them i don't mind i don't mind that it's unrealistic in that sense because they, like one of the things i'm going to be really grateful to you about joby is for this podcast i've played a lot of games that are actually just very like elaborate books mm-hmm. they're just books that are like programmed of sound and stuff and like automate the choices and things but ultimately they're books this game is such a video game mm-hmm. it's so about playing it which is why i'm not taking the excuse that just because you think it looks and sounds and like has this great atmosphere but isn't great to play no this is a this is a video game you, the plot of jet set radio is like amusing but it's not why you're playing it and so like the fact that gang members stop and let me spray paint them, absolutely fine. Don't don't mind that, that actually this game's like a chase. But this thing, if it was like a chase and like if the spray painting, particularly if the spray painting mechanic didn't recenter the camera because you're mashing the spray paint button to try and get these gang members and the camera's going absolutely wild as you're trying to do this. Yeah, yeah. Same happens in, in Super Smash Brothers. That hasn't got a great camera mechanic. As you know... <laughs> There's... Super Smash Brothers is much better at being the game it wants to be. Mm. Like, this is the thing. I, look, I like Jet Set Radio, and I know that there's a sequel, Jet Set yeah. Radio Future, that was on the Xbox. I have not watched for a... it. Well, this is the thing. I watched some footage of that, and it kind of looks like they fixed most of my issues with it. Yeah, apart- Yeah, I mean, it it runs smoother. I think the graphics are worse. I think it doesn't look as good. They, the, the, girl, the whole thing... So... If I could uh, be biographical for a moment, um, sure. when everybody had uh, games consoles in in school, everybody had PlayStations, and for some reason, my family we all had Sega. So, uh, like, we, we, whenever we got a PS One, we had a Sega Saturn. Whenever we got a PS Two, we got a Dreamcast, right? And I was always very glad of that because our games always seemed more colourful and more beautiful and mm. were exciting and fun and then I'd go uh, to my friend's house and they play Metal Gear Solid and it just looked, it bored me, it looked so boring, <laughs> it looked so grungy and just everything was the same sort of greeny grey colour uh, in through all, all of the games and they all just looked the same and all of the Dreamcast games were all bright and beautiful and vibrant and fun and then Jet Set Radio Future, they've went a bit more like that they've went a bit sort of trying to be a bit cooler and a bit grungier and it's lost it did its magic. look it did look significantly like muddier yeah i'll definitely give you that it still has a it still had the jet set radio style to it it still it still had that sort of very um uh 
sort of hyper designed elements to it but the thing mm-hmm. the the point i'm trying to make is i feel like jet set radio is like if jet set radio had come out in like 1996 maybe or something like that i mean obviously like even for its time jet set radio was graphically insane mm-hmm. like i think now it still looks good and you compare it to any game that came out at that time no other game i think really looks as good as jet set radio in terms of like art style and consistency yeah yeah but the it's such a it's such a Sega problem. I think this I think Jet Set Radio epitomizes exactly the pro, exactly the reason Sega eventually bottled out of the console market, which is Sega made games that looked great and played weird. They never <laughs> Sega games never played as good as they looked. Like Sonic Adventure is very nearly a really fun video game, except it plays like a weirdo. And it's so hard to control and the camera goes mad. And like the presentation on Jet Set Radio is like they've put so much work into making it look great and making it like building this world out and stuff. And then like they've got for the whole game like one voice actor who's the Professor DJ guy. And sometimes he sounds a bit unenthusiastic to be doing his own announcements. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was something I noticed when when I was a kid. I always thought that it was amazing, uh, and then looking back at it and after doing little bits of voice work and stuff like that, it's it does seem like very first take stuff. Uh, <laughs> good. Um, yeah, can you actually do that bit a bit punchier, sort of like like a radio DJ? <laughs> it's, it's, it does sound very lackluster in parts. Uh, it does sound like he was like he was a, someone who worked in the studio, and he was like, "Okay, so I'll record the lines so that we've got something to put in the game, so that we can like finish building the game, and then we'll go get a real voice actor, right?" And they were like, "No, nope, we're done here. That's good. You're in. You're you're the voice of this guy." <laughs> and Brent, go. <laughs> yeah, and it's and that, like. This is the thing. I kind of want to talk about the Sega-iness. Because you're saying now you grew up with Sega consoles. Mm-hmm. And I think Sega are a really interesting video game company in the sense that they have never quite, outside of maybe... But even then, I don't think Sonic the Hedgehog quite gets this. I don't think Sega's ever really made a game that has like stuck around in a way that doesn't feel like an artifact of its era. Like, if you, and I hate to say it because it is the old rivalry, but if you go and play any of the Mario games, uh-huh. they don't feel like products of their era. They feel like Mario games. Mm-hmm. But you go and play any Sega game, you'll be able to go, oh, yeah, no, this came out in the 90s, or oh, yeah, this came out in the early 2000s before Sega died. Or, like, you play any sports game that Sega released. S- Sega makes sports games that control, like, nobody else makes a sports game. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it, it feels like Jet Set Radio is Sega going like we can make Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and then they make it and it's like nearly you've nearly made Tony Hawk's Pro Skater it looks better than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and it sounds better than well maybe not the licensed music in Tony Hawk's is pretty amazing Tony but, um, yeah. um, but it's like why can't why can't you get this right you've got 80% of an amazing game here and 20% of a game that isn't finished I'm going to say no, <laughs> no. Get, you know why? You know why? I think 
you should just get good get good at the game uh i i reckon um you've, uh, every single sega game is completely different in controls there's you, there's no yeah. le- there's no level of comfort and every every sega game has the similar sort of thing that jet set radio has and sonic has where you can be having the time of your life and then if you do one thing wrong i mean remember <laughs> the whole world used to stop in sonic when you're spinning around you yeah. go around those loops and then you hit one thing it's like the whole world has ended uh and that's the same with jet set radio you've just got to do it properly you've got to do it well and if you do it well uh you will be rewarded i imagine i've never managed myself you've managed uh, to do it well no because it's impossible because it's so hard to do it well and this is the thing is it's like if you learn as you say if i put the hours in and got really really good at jet set radio mm-hmm. i would never want to play it again <laughs> It was, it was sort of like, it. it's like trial and error, but with physics. Like, it's just, I. there's there's definitely games I love that have that element. There's a game I love called Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Love which that is game. Great really game. Yeah. But one of the things about Oddworld Abe's Odyssey is it's basically like, it's full of trial and error. And there's loads of stuff in the game you can never anticipate and you have to learn by doing. But it's also really, really precise in its controls. Mm. If you get good at that game you can consistently land and do everything perfectly. I don't think I would ever find that with Jet Set Radio because everything about its controls are finicky. Sometimes I jump off a rail and the guy goes straight ahead. Sometimes they veer to the left. Sometimes they veer to the right. And sometimes they sort of jump on the spot and land and all the momentum's gone. And I don't know what I did to invoke any of those three outcomes. (laughs) Did you ever have the thing where you got onto a rail but you hadn't have enough speed, but you're collecting cans, so you end up going at a real gradual pace, yeah. just shuffling along the rail at the slowest speed ever. And you don't want to stop because otherwise you just have to do... There's another thing that you have to do if you fall off the rail, which is very tragic, where you've got to just roll up and get very close to the rail uh, <laughs> and then collect the cans that way, uh, which is, uh, yeah, which is uh, yeah. Some, one of the saddest moments of any game, I think. Uh, is doing that um, and it feels yeah and that's sega in a nutshell sega are like if you learn our games you will look like even their racing games are like this sega racing games are like you watch someone play it and you're like this is the coolest video game i've ever seen in my life and then you play it and you're like i can't do corners <laughs> and i need to do corners corners are an essential part of any game but for some reason with sega rather than pressing left makes you go left with sega it's like ah you gotta hold b then hit left, right, left, and you'll start a drift. And you're like, why have you done this? What? <laughs> and Jetster Radio is not quite that bad. Jet- the thing about Jetster Radio is it is pretty easy to understand how to get going because it only has those three buttons. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing, this is the thing as well. It's kind of disappointing that the only things you can do are skate or grind. There's no real variation. <laughs> I think you can wall ride on very specific surfaces. Oh, absolutely. You can wall ride on billboards. You can jump from... uh, Yeah, you can jump across the rooftops. You can create your own graffiti in this game. You can. I loved looking up create your own graffiti because, boy, was I never going to do that. Like, (laughs) wow, what what an awful interface for such a lovely idea. Yeah, the the interface is quite tricky. Um, But then people have mastered it. You can go online. People have done amazing murals uh, with that. Yeah, Uh, I just don't care, though. I imagine they have to do pixel by pixel. Uh, And there's a a thing in the game where you you can graffiti the the guy, the the Onishima guy. You can graffiti him. That's amazing. And that's like, that's the only thing in the game, I think, that works as a 
counter to the police is that you can graffiti the police. But like, imagine how much better this game would be if the graffiti wasn't like the graffiti is really context dependent. You have to be in very specific places to activate the graffiti. So you have to be stood exactly in front of a wall and then you do this sort of weird little quick time mini game to do the spray paint Mm -hmm. or you have to be stood very specifically in front of the police officer you can't be to the side of him you can't be behind him you have to be like at the same velocity if he's doing a little run you have to sort of be running at kind of the same speed and then you can graffiti him Mm -hmm. and it's sort of like if graffiti was not such a specific thing this would work better but instead, it feels like I'm trying to sort of bump him into the right, like, glitch animation so that I can spray paint him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely an element of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the problem is here is I'm agreeing with a lot of the points. Uh, yeah. I'm agreeing with a lot of the points of the game. The, pro- I, the I, problem I... is, is I've played the game. <laughs> But I still love the game. I still absolutely love the game. And uh, can I just ask you a question? What 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 is your favourite film of all time? That's a different podcast. I can't tell you. <laughs> um, I'll say for the sake of this this point you're going to make, probably The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Okay, Dark Knight is an incredibly flawed film. Uh, uh, sure. There's, have you seen the Hong Kong of Long Kong thing? The audio in that film is not, you can you can hardly hear it. It's a, a problem throughout those Batman Batman movies. It's also very long, that, that uh, uh, Batman the Dark Knight. There's a, a, there's one scene where he's in China for about 30 seconds. I don't know. Uh, I think, so there's lots I think of, there's good reasons for that. There's good reasons that those plots happen. There's 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 there's, there's several flaws with 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 the Dark Knight, okay. But as as a, and I I love that movie as well. It's the whole feel of the game. You've got to take it as a whole, Jetsa Radio. And as a whole, it is the greatest game ever made. I would say. <laughs> no, as a whole, no. This is the thing. It's 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 superb style. It's incredibly impressive for its era, and it's not that fun to play. And that's its problem, is and it and it really sucks that it's not that fun to play because you're right. Everything else about it is great. I I love the over the top, ridiculous, um, unfortunately presently satirical attitude it has to the police. Like the idea that the police are tear gassing this individual inline skater because they're spraying walls is sort of like unfortunately prescient. Um, but it's also like the. I, I want I want to enjoy playing this game, but I'm telling you now, I spent one of the levels going round and round and round a sewer, trying to spray other people in the face, not being able to, running out of time, running out of health, over and over again, and I'm like, I don't like playing this, and I'm not enjoying playing the video game. And the best, one of the best things about this game, compared to the other games I've played on this podcast, is it was a video game with a mechanic and an idea, rather than being a book that I have to read, but has <laughs> graphics. And I really wanted, I was going into this, I was so on board to love Jet Set Radio because I so thought this is my kind of thing. I was around for the era that it's like from, and I like that it's stylish and cool and unusual. I've never played a game about this before. It's kind of interesting that I think Super Mario Sunshine is weirdly inspired by this game. Mm. Um, there's loads about Jet Set Radio that I'm on board with, except I hate playing it. (laughs) And I can't get around that. I can't get around the fact that Jet Set Radio is no fun to play, except very very occasionally it is, and you're like, there it is, there's the game, there's the game I want, oh no, spray this guy ten times. No, never mind, the game I liked's gone again. It's it's behind this terrible mission I hate. 
but I got to keep going because Joby's coming on the podcast, and I've got to tell him, <laughs> got to tell him to his face that I don't like this game as much as I want to. Um, I, I think as an experiment, uh, you mentioned before that you could spend uh, all your time getting good at the game, and it, it wouldn't benefit anything. I think if you got really good at this game, you would enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I, I think that I think that is the, the the main issue here. I think the game throws a lot of different elements at, uh, at it. As I say, it's got the create your own graffiti on it. Okay, is it is it, is it a good is, is it a good structure of a create your own thing? Absolutely not. Uh, but it's you know, so bizarre that they just put Microsoft Paint in this game. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what they've done. It's Microsoft Paint you control with a gamepad. Yeah. But, you know, how open is that as a game? You can make your own art and literally spray the level with, with your own art. That's it is cool. That is, and it's very, that it, is it's cool. so of its era as well. That's yeah. like for, for its time, that's yeah. a point on the back of the box that would make someone want to play in it. And yeah. I think nowadays, not so much. Nowadays, I've got like Dreams, which lets me create entire 3D video games. And like I could go make Jet Set Radio inside of Dreams. Uh, but at the time, I get that it is pretty cool. You don't really get to look at your graffiti much. Like you spray <laughs> it on the wall, and then the game's like, "Well, you got you got ten more of those to do." <laughs> You're like, "All right." Yeah, I will say as a, a, a warning from my thirteen-year-old self, uh, when so the, the the create your own graffiti is very difficult to do. Very difficult to create your your own graffiti and make it look good uh, because you're just using the Dreamcast controller, uh, which was which was quite difficult to use anyway. Um, and having the author, authoritarian guy as the antagonist, uh, I thought oh, maybe it'd be good to uh, do a swastika and spray him with the swastika. Oh, no. Um, but it does change the game completely because first of all, when you create a graffiti, that graffiti is all over your garage. Uh, it's, it's, it's completely, it's completely all over your garage. And then when you play the game, you then have to graffiti all of Japan uh, with swastikas, which really does, didn't feel right at all. Joby, did uh, you just turn this into like a, a gang of teenage white supremacists running yeah. around Tokyo? <laughs> yeah yeah that's, which that's... is surprising because the fourth guy you recruits a black guy i'm not really sure how he ended up uh, as part of this <laughs> is that combo is that, is that uh yeah yeah i can't i can't the, the, unfortunately the character designs are like they're bright and they're colorful and they're interesting but the characterization is nothing they don't have yeah they don't really yeah nobody really says anything apart from uh from the the, the dj professor k um, yeah, they, they they sort of. I think Beat kind uh, kind of says like, "Yeah, let's go," <laughs> like things like that. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit like Sonic in the level. Yeah, he's yeah, like... yeah. It's not not really much characterization. <laughs> my fa- one of my favorite characters, although again, she doesn't really talk or say anything. Is Cube? Have you got Cube yet? I don't think I got Cube. I was up to up to recruiting Yo Yo, who okay. looks like exactly the annoying person I suspect he is. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Because uh, you know, and there's also this bit in, in the in, in the the garage uh, where you can just listen to the, there's a jukebox and you can just listen to all the music and you can just go through all the tracks. Right, it's, I want it's... to I want to do this now because I've been holding off this because I think this is going to be the thing that upsets you most that I have to say about Jet Set Radio. Okay, I'm already annoyed. Uh, <laughs> okay, I agree that the music is good. Fantastic. I think the music is great. It really suits the aesthetic of the game and it feels like sort of like techno punky in a really in a way that's really like in line and it's fun it's a really fun lively soundtrack most of it and it feels like pirate radio 
Yeah, yeah, they've done a good job of like mixing it up. Um, and also, did, you, did you notice that the pirate radio was intercepting the police radio? That's how you can hear what the police are saying. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Um, here's the thing, Joby. These levels are. I didn't. I didn't beat most of the levels on my first go. Of course, I didn't. This mm-hmm. game plays terribly. As a result, while those songs are good, after hearing those songs on a loop for thirty minutes. I hate all of them. I hate She's every single song in this game. <laughs> I hate all of them because they just wouldn't... They, like, there's, they, They're not long enough for the amount of time you play the game. And so you're just listening to this endless loop of the same pirate radio song. And the first time you hear it, you're like, this is cool. And I can fully vouch for this is what happened. I was playing it in the living room. Uh-huh. My wife's making dinner. I'm playing this level, and she goes, oh, the music in this game is really cool. And I go, it is cool. It's a cool game. And then about 15 minutes later, she goes, please mute this video game. I'm getting a headache, and I I hate it. I hate this music now. I hate everything about this, like, what's going on. And that is the epitome of Jet Set Radio, like, music-wise, is it's amazing. 15 minutes later, I never want to hear any song in this video game ever again. (laughs) Did you hear the one? Because I, I don't because they 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 dropped a few song, uh, songs for licensing reasons on on the uh, on the Steam version uh, mm. and the Xbox version. Um, did you hear the one that was uh, goes? Uh, Will you stop playing with that radio, Lord? I do, I don't know. I don't think uh, I did. Oh, okay, yeah, I think maybe they've dropped that one. I got uh, I got one that was like music really turns me on, and on, I'm like, yeah. I think this character is 15. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> music really turns me up yeah see this is the this is the problem right this is the problem that we have this is the impasse that we have here uh lewis dunn is that jet set radio i i think it's like a cult and you're not joining in you're not you're not not joining in with the cult because i could literally listen to the official soundtrack to jet set radio on a loop for the rest of my life uh, in fact i pretty much do anyway uh <laughs> so yeah and I, I never tire of it i never get bored of it and i love hearing it in the uh, it, it, within the game you're like a journalist that has come to to interview me in the cult and be like it's really it's it's really weird that you're drinking that man called david christ's urine um <laughs> but i'm like the, the urine tastes amazing um, so... <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah well, I'm so, glad yeah. you've acknowledged it as urine. Um, so, <laughs> well, this is the thing. I really, I really, I admire, I admire the cult. I'll put it that way. I get why if you like, as you say, you're getting this game around the time it comes out. Mm-hmm. I get why you overlook so many of the flaws of it. I get why you push through and get better at it, and you ignore the fact that the game like is like making you grind along a rail at one mile an hour, picking up paint cans very slowly. Because if you try and alter it, everything gets worse. <laughs> um, like I understand why, for a generation, this game is like the cult game, and I love that you compared it to a cult because it is. I don't. Yeah. I can't think of a video game that has more of a cult following than Jet Set Radio in the sense that. It actually has no presence in the mainstream anymore. Like Jet Set Radio, I think, has popped up in a few like Sega All Star play tennis or drive a car. Yeah. And yeah. that's about it. There's no Jet Set Radio game on the cards. Nobody's currently working on Jet Set Radio 3. The the second game, Jet Set Radio Future, lived and died on the Xbox. It has no backwards compatibility. 
the only mm. reason I'm able to play Jet Set Radio in 2021 is because of this Steam release in 2012. And even that wasn't much of a hit. That was a bit of a flop. And the re-reviews that came around for it, a lot of people basically said what I'm saying now, which is, it was really cool at the time. It's kind of broken. <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of like how Sonic Adventure got reappraised when it got put on the GameCube and everyone went, this isn't quite the next-gen Sonic experience we all said it was. <laughs> um, and I think it's a shame because, look, if there's a if Sega come out and say we're making a new Jet Set Radio game, mm-hmm. I'm all on board for hoping it's good. I'm all on board for assuming you can make a really good Jet Set Radio game. But I also worry that Sega announcing they're making a new Jet Set Radio game could also be like whenever Sega come out and say, "Here's your latest Sonic game," and you're like, "Well, flip a coin," because who knows if this one's gonna be good. <laughs> Flipper coin's generous. Roll a twenty-sided dice, and if it comes up seventeen, it's good. <laughs> I would, I would play the shit out of any new Jet Set Radio game. I'm, I'm in, I'm in for the long haul. And this is the thing, Jet Set Radio. Right now, if you released this game right now in terms of its graphics, you could totally sell this to me as an indie game that came out last year because oh, it looks, it, yeah, it looks the like the style works. It looks like it's intentional. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Maybe you updo the faces. <laughs> but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another thing about it is like uh, when you mentioned the uh, combo, that character, or, or Tab even, uh, for, for a lot of it, you are looking at them from the back. From the back. Yeah. Because uh, they're obviously skating around. But then as soon as it does do a zoom in of the face, uh, you do realise that it's, uh, you can see the era straight away. You, go, you can oh, see yeah. the era, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see the month. You're like, oh, yep, July 2000. I can see that right there. Um, yeah. So it look, this give is, it away. This is the thing. I don't think, I'll just check now. I don't think I have anything else I really want to say about Jet Set Radio. Um, I think ultimately it's a game that for its era is amazing, has been aged horribly but not in the way that you would expect a game to age it's not aged because of its graphics or its sound it's aged because of its gameplay and there's like it it's just it's just like a year's worth of play testing away from being a really genuine cult classic great hit that everyone should play so i'll say now i don't think this is the best video game i've never played I do think it's one of the most interesting games I've played for this podcast and I'm like glad I finally gave it the time of day to give it a go. But also I'm not I'm not sure I could actually recommend Jet Set Radio. <laughs> because more than anything, I would say if you're going to play Jet Set if you're listening to this and you're like I'm interested in Jet Set Radio, I want to give it a go. If you beat the first level of Jet Set Radio, the first proper open world level, not the tutorial, Mm. that's the best the game gets. The game never gets better than that. None of the levels are, like, exceedingly better than that. There's no level in this game I've played where I'm like, that was, like, substantially more interesting or more fun than that first level. And every other type of mission the game makes you do is worse than that first mission. And so I feel like Jet Set Radio is something that you could you can you can play this game for an hour and you've seen the best of it and you never you should the further you go in you will only find disappointment i am so angry um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah unfortunately you're just completely incorrect it's a game that, that 
that that keeps on getting better throughout it. Again, I'm not sure how far you got into the game, but you could, you, you get into the game right. Uh, there's the tutorial, which is is fine. You know, it's a, it's a tutorial. That's bad. You've got it's your, really bad. You've got, you've got your first open world, your first open world course, which is great. You've got the guy, the guys coming there, the rub, 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 people coming in, coming to get you uh, and shoot you. It's great. Then you've got attack helicopters coming in. Then you've got the gangs. You've got a, a gang of people called the Love Shockers who are broken-hearted women who have joined who have joined together for uh, to to make a gang. Then you've got Poison Jam who seemingly uh, live in the sewers and wear all shark masks. Um, and then you've got the the noise tanks and they're like sort of like. Uh, cyber geeks i think so sort of cyber yeah. punks uh i think it says that they try to send shockwaves through the city and i don't know what that means but you know it's <laughs> it's and the whole and the whole thing is it's jet set radio that's why it is it's this pirate radio station that is uh telling you what's going through so you're you're in that you're 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 in the radio station you keep the... you keep telling me all of the great things about jet set radio the story jet set radio the world the art style and all that jet set radio the game is horrible to play it's not it's, it's a good <laughs> game to play it's it's good it's the the el- the, the best moments of jet set radio are better than 90 percent of the best moments of any other game i would say and i would say the same's true for sonic adventure 2 uh, <laughs> well look uh, right here's here's a great thing i could here's a here's a comparison point for you that i think is really a good way to demonstrate what i'm trying to say about jet set radio in comparison to sonic adventure 2 Sonic Adventure 2 is a game with a lot of other flaws, but I think because you like it, I think I can make this point to you. In Sonic Adventure 2, if you keep going, the amount of things that change in that game are substantial. Like, new levels in Sonic Adventure 2 are significantly different to previous levels, and in a way that lines you, you encounter new gameplay mechanics, you get new powers, like... For what for what it's worth, I guess the story in Sonic Adventure Two is at least like compelling. There's a mystery to solve. Um, Jet Set Radio doesn't really have anything like that. All that happens in Jet Set Radio when you go to a new area is it's like here is a new bunch of things to cover in graffiti. The mechanics don't change. The story of Jet Set Radio is pretty basic, and there's it's not much there. There's no new mechanic or new characters that come in that change things up and shake the, shake the game up. All that happens is is you're either doing those open world bits, which are cool, or any other mission type, which are horrible. You won't even try the urine, Lewis. You won't even... <laughs> You won't even taste it. You won't even taste it. It's got all of that. It's got all of those things that you just mentioned there. In terms of the the, the mechanics of the game, it doesn't it doesn't change much in, in terms of that. Or at but all. There, but there there is there is a mystery element to the to, to the game. If you get further on into the game, there's this bit where there's a, a vinyl that summons demons. Right? Did you get up to that bit? Yes, I've got two out of three pieces of the vinyl. Right. Okay. And after that, there. Do you know those love shockers we were talking about? Uh, the the the, the women. Yeah, yeah, ha- yeah. Ha- I've, I've, women. I've read the plot. <laughs> they're murdered, right, by a bunch of gangsters called the Golden Rhinos, and then the whole thing turns on its head. You're not these anti-establishment, uh, rebellious kids that are running again, uh, running away from the police. You are the people that are trying to stop these gangs, these this mafia. So it completely turns on the head, and uh, and it, it and it comes to an, a glorious conclusion in the end, which I have seen you know, only on YouTube. Yeah, I was going to say you haven't got you haven't got to the end of Jet Set Radio, Joby. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've no, you haven't. Too, Why did you stop too, playing? 
it's really difficult. Yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> this is the thing. I like. Look, I looked at what the plot of Jet Set Radio is. I don't think there's any point in spoiling it because I don't think we need to. But it's cute. It's funny. It's a nice little story. Again, bizarre that I'm comparing it to this. Sonic Adventure 2 has a plot. It has cutscenes. It has characters. It has a twist. It has a few twists. I think Sonic Adventure 2 actually. Um, Jet Set Radio doesn't. Jet Set Radio's plot happens between missions, and you just sort of. It's just there. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing. Not really. Yeah. It just. Um. It's just an incidental element of this world. Like Jet Set Radio, the Saturday morning cartoon sounds amazing. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not aware of the cartoon. No, that's what I'm saying. If Jet oh, Set right. Radio <laughs> was a Saturday morning cartoon, it's a great oh, yeah. cartoon. It's like, you know, it's a cool premise for a show. It's just that the game isn't that. The game isn't that show. It's it's a game that's set in that world that has, like, a cool inline skating mechanic and nothing else. <laughs> so, look. I'm really sorry. I I feel bad because I was so enthusiastic to bring this game on. And I think Jet Set Radio is, like, culturally cool. I'm glad Jet Set Radio exists. And I wish, I really want them to be like, here's Jet Set Radio 3. Or, like, here's a full remake of the original Jet Set Radio brackets. Yes, we figured out how to make it play well now. I just feel like right now, Jet Set Radio, the game I had to play for this, sadly didn't live up to... The reputation I it, it has for itself. You make me sick, Lewis. Then. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Jovi. I'm really <laughs> sorry to have to have just spent basically an hour dashing dashing your dreams of insulting a game you love. <laughs> no, I because this the weird thing is I agree with a lot of points, uh, I, but. The, the whole thing is I enjoy it as an experience and I enjoy it as a, I, 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 I would think when I was younger, I want to play some Jet Set Radio, I want to listen to some good music, I want to make my own graffiti, I want to spray uh, a, a, a colourful city and run away from police and you get to do all those things and it's beautiful. I think, I think your nostalgic memories of Jet Set Radio are better than any video game that exists. <laughs> so i'll I'll call it a draw (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for coming on jovi thank you lewis well that was my chat with joby a huge thanks to him for coming on the podcast i had a great time talking to him about jet set radio i really really wish jet set radio was the game that he described to me it sounds like it's a wonderful time I just I just apparently don't have that strong an appetite for urine, so I don't know what to say. If you've liked the show, please go on the websites, hit star ratings, leave the little reviews, say all the nice things, do all the good things, be nice people, have a lovely time. Uh, I've had a great time making this podcast. We've only got a few more episodes before I end this first series left to go, but I hope you're enjoying it. I'm having a great time, and it's been a really fun and interesting experience. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe.